0: There is a mystery of the first people who bowed down to worship Jesus, who, according to the biblical narrative, we really know nothing about. The Gospel of Matthew briefly speaks of these men in 12 verses, leaving us with a lot of questions. Who were these men? What caused them to travel such a long distance? How did they know about the birth of the Messiah before the Jews? So the word Magi, or some pronounce it Magi, comes from the word Magoi, which could mean magician. But are these the same magicians that are found in the Old Testament amongst Pharaoh and some other kings? We don't really know. In the Vatican Library of Rome, there is a manuscript titled The Revelation of the Magi, and it's written in a secret Christian language called Syriac. So this manuscript has been translated by a Bible scholar, Brent Landau, who has received his PhD and MDiv from Harvard University, who is also currently a lecturer in the Department of Religious Studies at University of Texas. So he translates this manuscript into English. And just to make something clear here, I will continue this episode using a resource found outside of the biblical narrative. I'm not here to argue the authenticity of this manuscript or whether or not we are to trust it or hold it with the same respect as the gospels, nor am I saying that these are the answers to some of the questions that I've just stated. I'm not saying this is what I believe. I'm just saying this is what I read. This document is called Apocrypha Literature, which means doubtfully authentic but has a possibility of being authentic i am just doubtfully authentically curious about this manuscript so there are 31 chapters here but i'm just going to talk about the content that stood out for me and you can buy this um english translation on amazon okay so the revelation of the magi here we go the magi were descendants of seth the third son of adam they are members of an ancient mystical order who live in Sheer, which is located in the east where Adam lived. These members are called Magi because they are the ones who pray in silence. Quote, in silence and in the mind, they glorified and prayed to the exalted and holy majesty of the Lord of life, to the holy and glorious Father who is hidden by the great brightness of Himself. And is more lofty and holy than all reasoning. And the language of human beings is not able to speak about him as he is, except as he has wished, and when he has wished, and by means of whom he wishes. End quote. Through thousands of years this mystical order held on to a prophecy from Seth, which is, quote, a star of indescribable brightness will someday appear, heralding the birth of God in human form. End quote. So from generations to generations, the Magi would pass on their books of laws and commandments and practices until this star arrived. The star is described to be greater than the sun, moon, or any other star. And just like how the moon shines during the day, that is how our sun will appear when the star arrives. Oh, and by the way, the star that would appear to them would be the same star that hovered over the Tree of Life in the Garden of Eden. So these books written by Seth, which were instructions from Adam, were kept in a cave on top of a mountain. And every month, these mystics will do the same practice. It will start on the 25th day of each month. They would purify themselves in a spring. Then the first day of the next month, they start their hike up the mountain where a cave containing Seth's books, revelations, and treasures await them. Upon arrival to the cave, they bow on their knees and stretch their hands to the sky and pray in silence. After a couple days of silent prayer, they finally enter the cave and recite Seth's revelation. So this is what they would do month after month after month after month until this bright star would appear. And of course the star appears. So the 25th day of a certain month, a little over a couple thousand years ago, The Magi were gathering to wash in the spring of purification, and suddenly the indescribable bright star appears over the water. So they are shocked and excited that the star that this mystical sect of people have been waiting for for generations has finally arrived. And they continue their practice in purification in the spring, and then they hike up the mountain towards the cave. The star stood in front of the cave, and in silence the Magi fell to their knees outstretched their hands to the heavens and prayed in silence. But at the same time, the Magi were terrified, but the star comforted them and told the Magi to follow it into the cave. In the cave, the star transformed into a, quote, small, humble, and unworthy human, because indeed, the inhabitants of the world cannot bear to see the glory of the only son of the father of the majesty, unless it appears for them in a form of their world, end quote. And the star that transformed into human form explains the redemption that, the, that would take place by dying on the cross. Quote, I will perfect the love of the Father, even unto death of a cross. For the sake of the salvation, I will descend to raise them up with me in love and indescribable peace, if they shall believe in me without doubt and give thanks and glorify through me the Father of the Glorious Majesty who sent me for their salvation. And I love them that they may not perish by the error in which they have persisted." Quote. So the star in human form explains that he can be in multiple places at once and shifts into whatever form that he desires. As the same time he is among the Magi as a humble human, he is also present where the Magi are to travel, which is with Mary and a child. Quote, I am there and with the majesty of my Father, and I am everywhere, because I am a ray of light whose light has shone in this world from the majesty of my Father, who has sent me to fulfill everything that was spoken about me in the entire world, and in every land by unspeakable mysteries, and to accomplish the commandment of my glorious Father. Quote. The Son then explains that He will lead the Magi in this journey towards Bethlehem. And so they begin their journey. As they descend the mountain, the Magi finally have a moment to talk amongst themselves about the glory that they just witnessed. Apart from what I just explained, the stars showed each Magi something different one saw a light of many images, another saw an infant, another saw a youth, another saw a humble poor man, another saw a person of light hanging on the cross and taking away sins, another saw a person descending to hell, and everyone there worshipped him, another saw him ascending to, to heaven. So they each saw many different visions. And as they were telling of their own account, the Father speaks to the Magi, Everything that you have seen and heard and discussed and had spoken to, and behold, you are amazed. But this is only one drop of salvation from the house of majesty. The Father further explains his plan for the salvation of mankind. This is my beloved Son being sent to perfect love. This is the revealer of the secrets of the Father. This is the interpreter of wisdom and hidden mysteries. This is He who is the image and form of the Father of majesty. This is the only begotten Son perfecting all the will of His Father. The Magi then continue their journey led by the star. The rays of the star provides everything that the Magi need for their long journey. They walk day and night without fatigue. When they finally arrive in Jerusalem, they meet King Harold. King Harold instructed the Magi to return to him once they have found the Messiah. But later, the star instructs the Magi not to return to King Harold, because he is, quote, not worthy to see the great light of the world, because he was totally deaf and blind to its worship, End quote. The Magi continue their journey to Bethlehem. Upon arrival, they see the star hovering over a cave, similar to the cave on top of the mountain where they would meet every month to pray in silence. Okay, here's a side note. The nativity scene that you can purchase at Walmart isn't quite accurate, nor is the popular song Away in the Major. The Gospel of Luke describes Jesus being laid in the Major, and many scholars believe that the Major wasn't a shelter with a straw-like roof. Rather, 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, Majors, which which were a feeding trough, were usually located inside caves because that's where the animals took shelter from the blistering heat. Okay, so back to the revelation of the Magi and their arrival to the cave. Um, the star then entered the cave along with many angel angels. Once the Magi entered the cave, they set their crowns aside, kneel and worship the infant Jesus and then offer him gifts. The Magi were overjoyed. Quote, We took off our crowns and put them under his feet, because the everlasting kingdom is his, and we knelt and worshipped before him upon the earth, because every knee that is in heaven and on earth bows to him and worships him. End quote. The light in the cave was so bright that it appeared to be another world. There was no light like it. That cave, which seemed to have transformed into another world, was flooded with the voices of the angels giving praise and worship. They said, quote, you are all, and all is in you, and there is nothing outside of your will. End quote. The existence of the Magi has finally been completed. After passing down the prophecy through hundreds of generations, it has finally been accomplished. But they still had work to do. They had to return to the East and proclaim the truth that the Father had sent His Son to redeem the whole world. Just prior to this, the Magi were told to expect a day where there will be a great earthquake and the sun will darken. That day the dead will begin to rise, and that the plan of which the Messiah was born to do had been fulfilled. As the Maga exits the cave and begins their journey back to Shear, Mary notices that the star departs from the cave, and she is concerned that they are taking it away from her. But the Magi explained to Mary that the child cannot be taken away from anyone, that it goes with them back to the east and also remains with her, and at the same time it is made available to the whole world in all generations. At that knowledge, Mary rejoices and is blessed. And then the Magi begin their journey back to their town, which the star leads. Again, the star provides them with everything that they need. During this time, the Magi worships the star, and the star gives each of them different visions along the way. Upon arrival back to their hometown, they discover an overflow of provision, and immediately the Magi begin to share about their experience to everyone. The people there begin to see visions, many similar to the ones that the Magi have also seen. After a few decades, the Magi and the people of Sheer welcome in a visitor, which is the Apostle Thomas. They are full of joy, and they exchange stories of the Christ. Apostle Thomas later baptizes the Magi. At that time, a bright child appears to them, and they share communion together. And then the child ascends back to heaven. The Magi then spend the rest of their lives preaching of the faith of the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ and performing many miracles along the way. And that's the end of the revelation of the Magi. So, is this a myth? A fictitious literature? Or could there be some truth to it? I guess now we are left with more questions than we started with.